That's right, you found it. It is the People Make Things podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the modern entertainment industry. I'm your host, Christopher Natsume. The internet knows me as Night Squirrels. shift gears a little bit from what we've done in the last couple podcasts. So I've kind of gone off topic and we've talked about plane trips and we've talked about politics and all kinds of other stuff. Today I want to get right down to the point of the People Make Things podcast and I want to talk about making stuff. And specifically I want to talk about a very particular moment that comes when you're making stuff and my experiences with this moment. And that moment is the moment of fear. And this moment happens to everyone who's making anything of any significance. And it happens at a very specific time. When you start a project, there's all this sort of happiness and excitement and woohoo, we're going to do this great thing and it's going to be so much fun and yo, look at all this stuff. We're going to make the next, you know, um, whatever and it's going to be amazing and blah, blah, blah. And then you sit down to do the work and you kind of dig into it a little bit. And then it usually doesn't happen immediately. It happens after, you know, a little bit of digging into it where suddenly you you get to the hard part and you, you realize what you've actually decided to do and the fear hits you. And it, it's like it's like that moment when you start learning how to play guitar and somebody first shows you how to play a bar chord and you play it and your fingers hurt and you go, ah, that's, that's hard to do. I, I don't have to play a lot of these, do I? And they go, well, actually, pretty much in every single song you ever play. And you go, fuck. That's that's not good. Or or like that that time when you're starting to as a designer to to learn a new scripting language and there's all of this really complicated syntax and you're you're kind of trying to dig your head into it and there's this big huge thing of code and and then you're looking at it and you go back to the coder and you say, "Yeah, I mean, this is this is all like stuff that the coders are going to do and I'm just going to like move some variables around in it and stuff, right?" And the coder goes, "Uh no, no, you're going to actually that this thing that you're looking at, you're going to be writing this for like the next six months. That's that's basically your job. And you go, oh, shit, I had not, that had not been my intention. And you freak the fuck out and you you kind of push back and you go, and, and suddenly your self-doubt and your self-loathing and all that other shit kicks in and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. This is, fuck, this looks really hard. I mean, goddamn. And, and, and you start projecting out in your head how much time it's going to take to do this and 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 you had earlier thought, you know, because you'd kind of dug into it a little bit and you thought it was going to be easy. And suddenly you realize how hard it is and all your estimations go to shit. And you're like, ah, and, and suddenly this big fucking wall appears in front of you. It's this enormous brick wall that you, you just bang into this wall of fear and you go, ah, I don't know. And here's the thing. You, as an artist or an entertainer or a person who's making stuff, have to learn to love that wall. Not just get past that wall, not just survive that wall, not just get through it, but to love that wall. And I will tell you why you should love that wall. Because that wall is what gives you value. That wall is the reason we're here, right? Because most people hit that wall and they pussy the fuck out, right? If I go talk to people, shit, half of my friends have started a novel. How many of those people have actually bulled past that wall and written the first draft, right? How many people do you know have told you that they, they really want to learn an instrument? They were, oh man, I've always wanted to play guitar, 
But how many of them have gotten past that bit where they, you know, kind of could play some chords and they were having fun and they got to the bit where they actually could play a song? How many people have done that, right? How many people have have made that step? You know, everyone you know can, can doodle a little bit and draw a little bit, but how many people have actually sat down and powered through the, the anatomy and, and figured out how to actually draw figures and, and done the work to get past that where they could draw easily and they could make that stuff happen. That that wall is the filter that keeps the riffraff out of our jobs. That wall is the reason we exist. And if you're going to be a, a professional artist, a professional entertainer, a professional creator of whatever, an architect or a comedian or whatever, getting past that wall that's what makes you who you are, and that's the beautiful moment, right? And 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 it, it puts you, you know, when you're when you're just screwing around with something, you know, I, I don't know how many people I've talked to that wanted to be a game developer, and they talked about, oh, I really want to make games. Maybe they made some levels, they wrote some design docs, maybe they did some, you know, did a little art or something like that. But have they ever actually completed and finished a game? Have they ever, even a little tiny game? even made a playable prototype that was any fun? How many people have gotten to that step of the process? It's actually a very small number. Probably less than 5% of the people who've ever thought about making a game seriously have gotten to the point where they had a playable prototype and gotten past that wall. Probably less than 5%. And that means you, as a professional game developer, are only competing with that 5%. You're not worried about the other 95% of people who have ideas. This is the biggest joke in the industry. Uh, I have an idea for a video game, or I have an idea for a novel. I've got this really great idea for a movie, or this wonderful idea for a TV show. Fucking my mom had good ideas for fucking video games. It didn't make her a video game developer. That getting past that wall, that fear that gets you past that thing, puts you in the top 5% and gets rid of that other 95% of riffraff, right? Love that wall. All right, now I know you're saying, hey, Chris, that sounds real good, but uh, you haven't actually told me how to get past that wall it is great to say you know you should write your first draft dude whatever yeah of course fucking do it right how do i do that this is the magic and and here's the and i am uniquely qualified to tell you how to get past that wall because my job and and i'm i've I've done lots of different things in my life but the thing that i've spent the most of my time doing in the game industry is being a producer that is where my greatest successes have come and the core role of a producer where we shine, the thing that we do, it's not, it's not getting pizza for the team, it's not filling out forms for the publisher. The thing that producers do that make them good producers is get a team past that wall. That is their number one job in a game company. And, and, and it's their number one job in a, in, a, in, a, in a movie production role, whether they're, making, uh, they're, they're producing record albums or, or record albums. How old am I? CDs? You don't make what, what the fuck do you say anymore? Nobody makes a CD anymore. They, I mean, you don't say I make an MP3. I don't even know what they. I don't know shit about recording. But what I do know is the job of a producer in any one of these roles is to get the artists past that wall. All right, quiz. So how you do it? You do it one brick at a time, right? The job of a producer is to look at that great big wall and start drawing out bricks. And saying, you know what, today, I don't want you to look at that whole wall. What I want you to do is I want you to look at 
this brick and I want you to solve this brick and I want you to make this brick work. And when you make that brick work, we're going to talk about the next brick. But today I don't want you to look at that whole wall because you're going to, you're just going to freeze like a deer in the fucking headlights looking at that wall. But you, you can handle this brick. Let's handle this brick. You, Bob, you're going to handle this brick. And you know what, Sarah, you're going to handle that brick over there. And, and you know what, Miriam, you're going to handle that brick right there. Bit by bit, we put it together, right? And the, the way that you be a good producer, not just a producer, but a good producer, is to be the guy who knows enough about all the aspects of production that you know which bricks to put where, and you know who gets to do which brick, and you know which brick needs to be done before which other brick. That's the, that's the nuts and bolts of any producer job, right? How do you get that, Chris? Well, you do that, right? The best producers in the movie industry are people who have been involved in the movie industry. The best producers in the game industry are people who have worked their way up through the game industry, whether they were programmers or artists or whatnot. They actually have some clue of how these things are built because they've done it themselves and they can talk to people and they can listen to people and they can hear when they're talking bullshit or when they're talking real stuff. That's the that's the real role of a producer. But Chris, none of this helps me because I'm an artist and I'm just trying to do some stuff on my own and I don't have a producer who knows all of this stuff. And that's the place where the the research comes in. That's the place where you as an individual need to spend a little bit of time doing a little bit of research so that you can put those bricks together. And one of the great advantages that we have in the modern world is we have this enormous internet. Whatever the hell it is you want to do, Somebody's done it before, and somebody's made a video on how to do it. But you want to be an artist? There's so many how to be an artist videos. You want to be an author? God, there's probably more books on how to write books than there are books. And there's more websites and blogs about how to be an author than there and, and you could spend your whole life you know, delving into all of this shit, but I'm going to argue that what you need is just a simple plan. It could be any plan. It doesn't even have to be the right plan. It just has to be a plan. And you say, all right, this is how I'm going to do it. If you want to make a video game, there's probably someone out there who's got a how-to guide on here's the things you need to know to make a video game. I promise you if you go look on the internet, that's there. There's probably 30 of them. Pick one and go and do and power yourself through that wall. There's a famous quote by somebody, some variety of writer. I don't know which writer. I'm going to say Mark Twain. I have no reason to say Mark Twain, but you know what? I, uh, apparently, we live in a world where we can just declare shit, and it's true um, these days. So I'm just going to declare that this quote is Mark Twain. And he said that he can edit anything to make it better, but he can't edit a blank page. And that's your challenge, getting through the wall, right? Make something shitty. Whether it's the right plan or the wrong plan, power through get something down build your prototype of your game write a fucking song and even if it sucks power through and get to the point where you've actually figured out what it sounds like because only at that point can you do the real work once you've gotten past the chaff of the 95 percent of the people that don't get here and you're in the five percent of the people that do get here now you're doing the real work of being a good one of the five percent of being somebody in the five percent that does something well, I will tell you the other role of a producer is to deal with what happens right now. And what happens right now is you are now confronted with a whole series of new walls. Nobody gets through that first wall and makes their first draft of their novel or makes their first cut of a piece of music or writes their first draft of a screenplay or makes their first prototype of a video game and says, that's exactly what I wanted. That's awesome. 
generally, it's something kind of like what they thought they wanted, but they realized that what they wanted really wasn't that great, and it's got all of these problems, and you need to fix it. And now you're faced with another wall, which is the, you know, and to use the game development version of it, you're playing your prototype, and you're like, holy shit, this is totally not fun, but it's kind of what I wanted, and I guess I suck. And this is the point where you... This is where, where where the other of the five percent, the next ninety five percent fail out because they they look at it and they get discouraged and they walk away and they say, well, I did what I said I was going to do and it sucked. Every artist, every entertainer has made their first draft of whatever the fuck they were going to make and it's always been shit. Now the process is how do I step by step get through revising, 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 and as a producer. Your job is to put that plan together. And I've seen so many producers fail because they now put the plan together to ship the game. Oh, okay, this week we're going to do this, this week we're going to do this, this week we're going to do the final assets, and they've got this whole plan put together for shipping the game. You have no fucking clue when you're going to ship this game right now. And, and anyone who tells you that, that that's true, they're either making a shitty project where they don't really care about the quality or they don't know what they're talking about. Because you don't know. You don't know until you revise and you revise and you revise. And each one of those times, your schedule and your planning and all of that is not to get to a final project. It's to get past the next wall, to get to the point where you've solved the main issues of why this thing sucks. It's editing this page to make this page not suck. And again, there's another quote, and I don't have any recollection whatsoever of who this quote comes from. But I'm, I'm going to attribute it to Oscar Wilde because we now live in a universe where we can just like say shit, and it's true. Apparently, you know, hey, Barack Obama tapped my phone, and you know, fuck, that's that. But I don't want to get political. Anyway, I'm going to pretend that Oscar Wilde said that all great art is never finished; it's just abandoned. And this is absolutely true. I've never shipped anything. I've never finished anything that I didn't have more notes on the page of stuff that I wanted to do. But as you go through this process of constant improvement, your notes get pissier and pissier and pissier until at some point you look at your notes list and you say, you know what, this this thing is fine if I don't do this shit. And then that, that's when you ship. And that's what the process looks like. And I think people misunderstand what the, what the process looks like. People think it's like, okay, here we're going to put this big plan together. We'll put this big design together. We're going to put it all together. And it's going to be you know, great. And then this is the point where we make the vertical slice. And it looks like this. And now we make the donuts. And it all goes. And you know, this is the point where I can schedule out every single thing along the process. And it's all going to be great from then on. It doesn't work like that. No entertainment product actually works like that. You know, if we were building bridges or toilet seats or something like that, we would have some sort of very clear specifications. I need this to hold this much weight and this many cars drive across it and you're allowed to use this many tons of concrete. And I could put together a reasonable sort of schedule with that and with the exception of, you know, some some sort of minor variation in scheduling, I could probably hit it. When you're making entertainment, you're running into this problem of, is this fun? Is this book interesting? Is is this is this music pretty? Is it, do I like this? Is is you know, and and as a producer, you will run into that moment where you play your game and you go, "Whoa, this is no damn fun at all." And and one of your roles as a producer, one of the things that you are going to you know be challenged by, and this is a key part of your job, is to take that moment where you're playing it and you're scared as shit because you're like, "Wow, this is not fun at all. This is not cool, and I don't like it." And everyone else knows. Everyone else in the process is looking at it and going, Chris, why is this not fun? You promised us this would be fun. We built all these bricks for you, and we got past this wall for you, and now you've got this thing that's not fun. You have to be the person who's got the vision who says, I know it's not fun, 
but here's the next step. Here's the next thing that we're going to do. And this is going to make it fun. And you have to be able to sell that to your team and not sell it in the sense of convince them something that's not true is true, but you have to know enough about what you're doing and have enough faith and belief in what you're doing that you're willing to make the hard decisions, the hard changes, the big changes that change it from being the piece of shit that it is right now to the thing that's fun. And you're going to do that over and over and over again in a recursive cycle until everyone thinks it's fun or until you get to the point where you say, yeah, you know what? This was a terrible idea and we probably shouldn't do this anymore. And that's it. That's the process of making entertainment and art and people make it a lot more difficult and and dangerous and whatever than it is. But that's, that's the process. And in a large team where you have a producer or somebody in charge, that's how you run it. In a smaller group where it's just you or a couple people putting together something, you have to do that sort of uh, internally and, and, and go through that process internally. But that's, That's it. That's the whole process. Wow, that was really useful. I I can't believe that we actually did a podcast where I I presented useful, actionable information in the rant before the interview. I feel, wow, it's a little, uh, it's a little disconcerting, I guess. I, I guess we're all a little weirded out by this. Maybe I should, I feel like I should tell some story about my poop or or uh, me getting angry at a japanese person or something i feel like there should be a funny story here and i don't i don't have one today i got nothing i got nothing but useful information so if you if you want the poop stories i suggest you go back a couple episodes and on that note we're gonna call it a show i hope you enjoyed this i hope there's something useful in it for you if there is let me know if there's not hey let me know Whatever it is, once you go check out my Discord, it's in the info box wherever you found this podcast. Um, you can also, uh, I should, there should be a thing. I should be like, you should go to www.whatever, but I don't really have a thing. You, you're on the internet. You found the podcast. You know where to go. There's an info box wherever the heck you found this. Go there. There's all kinds of info. The, the Google Nine Squirrels. Google. You, you know how to find things on the internet. I don't know why we give internet addresses anymore. That's a, it's a weird, I'm old and that's why we still do that. Kids don't do that because kids know that you know how to find stuff on the internet. If you like this, go find, you go find where I am and go put good stuff about us. You know how to do that. Anyway, that's all I've got. We'll see you on the next episode. Music